We're going to begin a new series tonight, so I pray that you came expecting. How many of you came expecting? You walked through those doors expecting tonight. Good. How many know that God always delivers? We're going to begin a new series entitled All In. All In. Amen. You can say it with me. Say it. I'm all in. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I'm all in. All right, there we go. So I have witnesses. You said it. No excuses. What we intend to do in this series is to motivate uh, you and I to be the, uh, to give our best to God. Amen. And some of you, some of you are, some of you are thinking like, oh, you know what? Here we go again. Give my best to God. What does that even mean? You know what? I'm tired. I really, I, I gave my best to God five years ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. God's not finished with you yet. Amen. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't matter what you gave in 2015. It doesn't matter what you gave in 2000, uh, uh, you know, 2005, 2020. I mean, like God's still doing great things in your life, amen? And at, at all times, we are to give God our best. Why? Because he has given us his best. Hasn't he? God always gives us his best. God doesn't shortchange us. God doesn't say, oops, you know what? I'm all out of the best stuff. <laughs> I gave all the best stuff to the person before you. All I have is the good stuff now for you. No, God always gives his best. God always, God only gives his best, amen? And so we are to give our best to God, and you say, well, what does that even mean? Well, tonight, we're going to be speaking about prayer. So in regards to prayer, how can you give your best? Well, you can start here. How about giving your best time in prayer of your day to God? What do I mean by that? That means that, that uh, uh, don't choose a time when you're dead tired to start praying. Why? Because you're going to fall asleep. So give your best time to God in your day. Amen. The Bible talks about Cain and Abel, how Abel gave his best and Cain didn't. The Bible says God rejected Cain's gift because it wasn't the best. You see, God, God puts a, a high importance on us giving his or, or us giving him our best. We do this in our giving, right? We give our best to God. God says to give your first fruits to him, amen? We do this because God wants our best. And so when, and so when it comes time to prayer, we can give our best time in our day to God. Whenever you are awake and you are, you're ready to go, get to praying, amen? Get to praying because God wants your best. God wants the best time in your day. Tonight's message is entitled, Pray Like You Mean It. But I want to read Colossians 3.23 first here. Colossians 3.23 best describes this series here. Paul says this, and this is in the message translation. He says, do your best. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, do your best. Paul says, do your best. He says, work from the heart for your real master for God. Let's bow our heads this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this, this time that you have given to us, Lord God, of receiving your word. We know that your word brings life. That's what your word does. Lord, help us to take heed to your voice and to your word. And help us not only to be hearers, but doers of your word. And in that, we will be blessed. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church says, amen. 
and amen. Do your best, Paul says. Work from where? Where do you work from? What's in here? The hearts. Paul says, work from the hearts. When you're tired, work from the hearts. When you're all out of the physical strength, Paul says, work from the hearts. Give God your best. Tonight's message, pray like you mean it. Pray like you mean it. The writers of Psalm chapter 42. This was written by a choir. The writer of Psalm 42, verses 1 through 2 and verse 8, says this. It says, as the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. They say, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Verse 8 says, praying to God who gives me life. See, we're talking about prayer tonight. See, most people who say prayer works these days, what, they're, what they may be referring to is, is God did exactly what I wanted him to do. See, that's what most people nowadays will describe prayer as. I prayed something, I asked, I, I, I asked God for something, and he gave me what I asked for. See, many people view prayer like being a patron in a restaurant. We look at a menu and we say, God, I'll have this and this. And, uh, you know, well, let's start with the appetizer first. I'm going to have that, and I'll, I'll go with this entree, and that, that dessert looks good. I'll take, I'll take one of those. And we, and we try to pick and choose what we want from God like we're sitting in a restaurant. And you, when you're sitting down, you expect to get what you see on that menu, right? How many of you ever picked from a menu because you based it off of a picture? And you ordered that item, and the, what you received was nothing like that picture. You were like, no, no, I'm sorry, sir, ma'am, uh, but I didn't order this. I ordered that. And they're like, yeah, that is that. And you're like, no, come on, man. Wait, you get a, you get a new chef? That's not what I expected. That's not what I ordered. That's not what I prayed for. You see, what happens when God gives you something different than what you prayed for? How do you respond to that? Do we, do we tell God, God, I think you made a mistake. Oh, you know, right, right here. Hey, come on back, God, come on back. I, want, I need you to take this back and give me what I prayed for. <laughs> How many of you do that to God? Take this back, God, because I don't need this right now. I asked for this. And, and you gave me this. I don't need that. God says, no, it's exactly what you need. It's exactly what you prayed for. See, because many times it may look a little different. See, prayer isn't about getting what you want. 
It's about pursuing a relationship with God. It's not about you ordering on a, on a you know, invisible menu and saying, God, this is what I want, this and this and this and this. It's about pursuing a relationship with God. You and him, him and you. That's what it's all about. See, nothing draws you and I closer to the heart of God than prayer. If you want a heart like his, start praying. If you want to love like he loves, start praying. If you want to be a forgiver like God forgives, start praying. See, we may say, God, I can't do that. You can do that because you're God, but I can't do that. No, God has given you every ability to do so. We choose not to. Many times we say no to what God has called us to do. Or many times we haven't developed that closeness with him, that relationship, because of a lack of prayer. Does prayer work? It most definitely does. It most definitely does. But we need to understand this, is that when things do not go our way, God is still very much in control. And he still loves you. He still cares for you. He's got a, a plan for that which he has given to you. See, just because God may be silent at times doesn't mean that God is absent. He's still there. He's always been there. He's never left. We may mistake it. His maybe lack of responding to us as, God, are you even hearing my prayers? Are you listening? We know that God is. In the book of 1 Chronicles, turn with me there, chapter 14. 1 Chronicles, chapter 14, beginning in verse 8. The Bible says this, it says, When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up in search of David. And David heard of it and went out against them. Now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephaim. David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And will you give them into my hand? Then the Lord said, Go up, for I will give them into your hand. So they came up to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand, like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, they named that place Baal Perazim, which means the God of the breakthrough. God of the breakthrough. See, I want you and I to experience breakthrough in this series this month here in March. 
I want us to, to move through these times that we are facing. I want us to come out of these times that we are living in right now without any trace of ever have been going through the fire. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they went through the blazing furnace and they didn't even smell of the smoke. See, that, that's, how, that's what God's going to do with our lives. With those, who, with those who, who remain in him during these times, you are going to come out of these times not even smelling of any indication of being in the fire. The dictionary defines breakthrough as an act or instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle. I believe when all is said and done, I believe people are going to look at God's children. Even now, even now, will look at the children of God and say, I can't believe all the things you've been through in your life. I could never even tell. I, I could never ever tell that you've been through the things that you've gone through in your life. I remember hearing a story of a young man here in church, and he was saying, he was, he was mentioning things that, had, that took place in his past. And I was listening to him talk, and it's the first time that I've ever heard his, 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 you know, his past. And I'm, and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, no way. No way. I even approached him later, later that day, and I, I told him, I would have never known that you were that person. I would have never known that that was your life. I would have never known that you were that individual. See, but that's God. That's God. That's only God. That's that supernatural transformation power of God that only God can do in someone's life. That others would never even know what you've been through. See, others may carry it on their shoulders, and they walk around like this, and poor me, and they want that pat on the back. You know, oh, oh, let's, you know, let's, 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 let's huddle on this person because they're, they're going through it. But this person is always going through it. And yes, we all go through tough times. And I don't want to belittle anyone's, anyone's circumstances. But you need to get through it, amen? God wants to bring you through it. God doesn't want you to live in the fire, amen? He doesn't want you to live in that furnace. He wants to bring you through. He doesn't want you living in the valley. There's a promised land waiting for you. See, the question is whether believers will remain faithful through the trials. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, remain faithful. Tell him again, say, remain faithful. See, because these are the times of testing right now. This is the time of testing in your life. To see what God's children are going to do. To see what kind of stance the church is going to take. In this society where right is called wrong and wrong is called right. 
What is the church going to say? What is God's children going to say? Are they going to stand for righteousness? Are they going to be bold? Or are they going to tuck themselves away and hide from, from all the bullies? Well, they're mean. Did you hear what they said? No, it doesn't matter what they say. Care about what God says. What does God say? What does his word say? You stand on that. You will never go wrong. See, David, before he made a move against the Philistines, he sought God's direction. This is important. Before he made a move against the Philistines, he sought God's direction. You see, this is, this is way after David killed uh, Goliath. Remember that? David and Goliath, you guys know that story? David was a young boy then. This is many years later. And now he's facing the Philistines. Do you think, do you think David was afraid? I don't think he was. I don't think he was. With the past that he had, I killed the biggest guy. I killed the biggest guy. If I can take him down, then all the rest of you are no problem. He says, I've killed lions, I've killed bears, I killed them all. There's no one too great for God to have victory over. He sought God's direction. He said, God, what do you want me to do? God, because I'm going to do whatever you, have, whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. If the answer is, is no, then I will step back. But if the answer is yes, then I'm going to move ahead in your power, in your might, and I'm going to win this battle in your name. I'm going to win this battle in your name because you have called me to do it. See, what has God called you to do? That's a word for someone tonight. What has God called you to do? Because God's going to equip you to do it. He's going to give you the victory. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, amen. Turn to him and tell him, don't be afraid. Number one here, pray like you mean it, is to pray with fervency. Pray with fervency. What does that mean? That means with passion. That means with intensity. We read Psalm 42, verse 1 through 2, as the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? I'm sure we know the feeling of being thirsty, don't we? Don't we? It's summertime. You're working outside. You want some water. You're not even sweating anymore. You're so dehydrated. And you want some water, and someone has a nice cold bottle of water there. And you're like, man, I will give you $20 for that bottle of water. I just need something to drink. It's that same intensity that we are to go after God with. God, I need you. 
God, just like, just like being thirsty in the middle of summer, Lord, I need you. I need you to survive. I need you to keep going forward. Lord, I need you to come out of this circumstance in my life. Lord, I need you. And you seek him. And you go after him. Not that God is running from us. God is waiting there with open arms. It's us to make that move. The writer says this and says, I long for you. Another similar verse in the Bible is found in Joel chapter 1 and verse 20. And it says, even the wild animals cry out to you because the streams have dried up. You see, the animals urgently requiring that their food and drink set an example for us of how we need to seek the Lord. When's the last time you saw God like that? God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I can't, I can't go any further, Lord. God, I need you right now. I need you, I need you in this circumstance in my life, Lord. I need you right now. Lord, I need your direction. Lord, I need just a touch from you. Lord, I need your comfort. Lord, I need your peace. Lord, I need your joy. Lord, I need your forgiveness upon my life. Lord, I need your strength. Lord, I need your guidance. Lord, I need your wisdom. Lord, I need your discernment. Lord, I need everything that you have, Lord. I need it all. I need it all, Lord. When was the last time we saw God like that? With fervency. Secondly, is to pray with persistence. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1 through 8, in the Amplified Version, it says, Now Jesus was telling the disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. And he said this. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and had no respect for man. There was a desperate widow in that city, and she kept coming to him and saying, give me justice and legal protection from my adversary. For a time, he would not. But later, he said to himself, even though I do not fear God, nor respect man, yet, because this widow continues to bother me, I will give her justice and legal protection. He says, otherwise, by continually coming, she will be an intolerable annoyance, and she will wear me out. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. He says, and will not our just God Defend and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cry out to him day and night. Will he delay in providing justice on their behalf? I tell you that he will defend and avenge them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? 
See, looking at this story, we know that the two most important attributes of a good judge uh, is regard for justice, right? A.K.A. the fear of God. And also, also, compassion for people, right? Isn't that what a good judge displays? Isn't that, isn't that what you want, uh, uh, you know, if you were ever on trial, your judge to be like? Someone who feared God? Someone who had compassion for people? This judge hadn't either. The Bible says that this widow wore him down with persistence. Have you ever been worn down with persistence? If you have small kids, you've been worn down with persistence, haven't you? Right? Your kids know how to get what they want. Even when they're this small, they know how to get what they want, right? Mom, 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 dad, 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 dad. And you're like, what? And you give in. I want chips, I want chips, I want chips, I want chips. And they keep saying it, they keep saying it, they keep saying it. And then after a while you say, you know what, get here, have all the chips that we have in the house. <laughs> Just stop bothering me. I'm tired. I just got home from work. How many of you does that sound like? Just take it. There you go. Stop bugging me. See, Jesus is not teaching us that we can wear God out if we ask for something enough. See, what he's saying here in this story is that if persistence, if persistence resulted in justice from this unjust judge, then how much more will our just God, who loves both people and justice, answer our prayers? saying God loves you. He's saying God is just. God is on your side. And if this unjust judge is going to show compassion, even though he has no compassion, he said it, then how much more is God going to show compassion upon you and I? Because God is just. Because God does Love you and I. See, it's the same principle that Jesus spoke in Luke chapter 11, verse 11. And he says this, he says, You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. He says, so if you sinful people know how to give good, uh, give good gifts to the, your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? See, why would anyone persist 
in doing something that doesn't bring immediate results. People may ask, well, or you may say to yourself, well, if God doesn't answer my prayer, then why keep praying? Why keep at it? Why? Because persistent prayer positions us to experience God's best. It positions you to receive that which God longs to give you. So stay where you're at. Be persistent. Be persistent in what you're doing. Why? Because you are positioning yourself to receive from God. Just keep doing what you are doing. Psalm 77 verse 2 says, When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. Every night I stretched out my hands in prayer to him. Paul writes this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17. He says, Never stop praying. See, I don't believe Paul was reference, referencing to, to praying uh, uh, you know, at every moment. But what he was saying instead was, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't stop believing for what you have, are seeking God in. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Pray with persistence. And lastly here, most importantly, I could honestly say, is to pray to know him. Pray to know him. What do you mean, pastor? What does that mean? Well, that's what prayer is. What is prayer? It's communication. You talk to your friend over the phone. I was going to say in person, but, you know, COVID, no one talks anymore in person. It's all over the phone. You talk to someone over the phone, you're communicating. You're building a relationship. Husband and a wife. When you communicate, you're building your relationship, right? Communication, right? Not yelling. <laughs> no yelling. Communication. You know, talk very quietly. It builds that relationship. You get to know the other person. You know their likes and dislikes, and, and, and you get to know them better. Well, you need to do this in prayer. Prayer is communication with God, and as you pray more, guess what? You know God more. Paul writes this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. He says, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. See, prayer isn't about God getting to know you. God knows everything about you. The Bible says that God knows every hair on your head. Every hair on your head. Even, even the artificial ones. <laughs> he knows them all. God says, I know you. I know you better than you know yourself.
David writes this in Psalm 139, verse 1. He says, Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. He says, you know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. He says, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. He says, you know everything I do. Check this out. David says this. He says, you even know what I am going to say before I even say it. I think about that, and that scares me sometimes. I think, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Reading that, you know what I'm thinking. Even though I didn't even say it, and I think I'm, 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 you know, I'm free from everything. No, I already thought it. And God knows what I was thinking. God, help me. Lord, help me help even my thoughts to be purified. Not just the words that leave out of my mouth, but the things that don't even make it out of my mouth. Lord, purify those things as well. See, so the purpose of prayer isn't about God getting to know us. It's about us getting to know God. Because God already knows you and I. There's not any more that you can tell him about you that he doesn't know already. But it's for us to know him. Again, Paul writes this in Philippians 3.10. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. The writer of Psalm 62 verse I'm sorry, 67, verse 2, writes, May your ways be known throughout the earth. Your saving power among people everywhere. As the worship team comes forward this evening. He says, May your ways be known throughout the earth. Your saving power among people everywhere. God, I want everyone to know about you. God, I want everyone to know your power. May everyone know your ways, Lord. Well, what's it going to take? See, because that needs to be our prayer. God, may your ways be known on this earth. That needs to be our prayer. God, that your love would be known. God, that your forgiveness would be known. Lord, that your salvation would be known. Your healing power would be known. Your authority would be known. Your purpose would be known. Lord, that your plan would be known. Lord, that your truth would be known. But the way that happens is through you and I. God says, it will be known. Believe me, all of those things that you are praying for, that you hope to see here on earth. 
is going to be done through you. You're it. I've chosen you, God says. You're just who I had planned to do so. You're perfect. See, God says, through me, you can do all things. Without me, you're a failure. But with me, you are victorious. And God says, I'm waiting to use you. I'm waiting. You're praying for these things. You're praying, you're praying that, 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 that this nation would be healed, but it's going to take you taking a stand. It's going to take you showing my love to even those who are unlovable in our eyes. It's going to take you and I forgiving. It's going to take you and I encouraging. It's going to take you and I developing individuals, discipling. It's going to take you and I praying. We need to be people of prayer. We need to make prayer a priority in our lives. Make it a priority. We make many things priorities in our lives. We give much time to a lot of things. Let's devote our time to God. Let's devote time to Him. Let's give Him the best time of our days. Prioritize our lives. And let's pray like we mean it. Amen. As every head is bowed, every eye closed.